Thank you for your holy written word. It is life to those that find it, help to all our flesh. We thank you tonight, Lord, as we learn and grow in you, that we become everything that you've called us to be and called us to do. We thank you, Father, for your power, your might that belongs to us, your authority that belongs to us. And Lord, as we listen, as we hear, as we um, adhere to your uh, love and your great mercy toward us, we thank you that we can grow up in all things in Jesus' name. Amen. Tonight, I want to talk to you about just something very simple that probably is going to be a review for you, (laughs) but I believe it's important, and I know that it is tonight because I believe the Spirit of God spoke to me about this, and it's called Confession Unto Salvation. Confession Unto Salvation. So we'll read Romans chapter 10, and we'll begin here. Let's just take our time. We'll begin in verse 1 tonight, Romans chapter 10, verse 1. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. Isn't that interesting? His desire and prayer to God for Israel that they might be saved. For I bear witness, or I bear uh, them record that they may have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. I think that sometimes we can find ourselves in that same ship, that same boat, trying to rely on our own righteousness, or what we've done, and what how wonderful we've been. Or, or you know, sometimes it gets, gets to go the, on the other ditch. Like, you know, we can't receive from God because how unworthy we are and what we have done. And So, you know, the devil tries to keep us in either ditch, and I just like... What uh, the the Bible says is just stay on the path, right? Stay on God's path and don't get caught in those ditches. I remember years ago I was in a church and uh, the Spirit of God moved on a lady and she got up and started speaking about Calvary. And she said, you know, Jesus Christ was in the middle and there were two thieves on either side. And she said, don't let those thieves steal What's right in the middle. (laughs) Just just stay right in the middle with Jesus Christ. Amen. And don't get on the ditch with thieves on either side that will steal uh, the word of God out of your life. And so his uh, our righteousness is of God. It's not of ourselves. In fact, the Bible says our righteousness is as filthy rags. That's how far it'll get you there. So we know that uh, we need to depend and rely and know that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Look at verse 4. For Christ is the end of the law from righteousness to everyone that believeth. For Moses describeth the the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh. Now, I want you to underline that word speaketh because there's something about God... And speaking, that's very connected. <laughs> Even from the book of beginnings in Genesis, we see with the first time we see God in action, he's doing a lot of speaking. He's doing a lot of calling and, and, and saying and, and declaring and establishing through his word. Amen. In fact, Hebrews says the worlds were framed 
by the word of God. So evidently he, he relies on this a lot and we'll see more and more in the word of God um, as we go along how he wants us to operate in his kingdom and it operates the same way he operates. Okay, which is the faith speaketh on this wise, say not in thine heart, who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who shall descend into the deep, that is to bring up Christ again from the dead. Now I want to read that in the Amplified, verse 6. But the righteousness based on faith, imputed by God and bringing right relationship with him, says, do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead, as if we could be saved by our own efforts. Isn't that interesting? And then verse 8, and then King James, but what saith it, the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith, praise God for the word of faith, which we preach. You know, we ought to be preaching the word of faith, right? Isn't that what the Bible just said? I grew up on Reader's Digest. And in really big churches, really full churches, where sometimes you couldn't get a seat except way back in the balcony churches. But still, there was a poem. There was some reader digest. Some of you don't even know what that is. <laughs> but, but, it's, but it was a book that was, you know, a periodical. And, um, uh, yeah, so we, we were kind of uh, neglectful of the word of faith, the word of God. So much so that I remember going to Bible school. Thank God I was called supernaturally by the Spirit of God to go to Bible school. Um, in an experience I had with the Holy, you know, with the Holy Spirit. But when, when I got there, now I'm, I've been raised in church all my life. The cradle roll in the Baptist church, you know, when you're in the nursery, <laughs> your name's on the cradle roll. So, uh, you know, uh, even my grandfather was Presbyterian, so we wanted to do everything, you know. So I was christened Presbyterian, and then I was baptized Baptist, and went to my grandmother's Episcopal church, and went to my my great aunt's Christian Science church. And Lord have mercy, we were immersed in everything, you know, just in case something didn't work. <laughs> we had something else going, <laughs> but but the the illiteracy, unfortunately, of the Word of God and what happened. I went to to Bible school and didn't even know who Paul was. Somebody sit not sit next to me. They started talking about Paul and I said, now now who is Paul? Now that's ridiculous, isn't it? Isn't that horrible? Um, So we can be sitting, you know, like they say, you can sit in a garage, doesn't make you a car. You can sit in church and not even know, not even know who you are in Christ, not even know if you're a Christian or not. And so um, thank God that we need to preach the word. And I thank God we heard the word this morning, didn't we? About how to be born again. And I'm not ashamed of those words. Praise God. We need to say Jesus. And we need to say Jesus a lot. We need to say born again. Have you been born again? (laughs) Hallelujah. Have you been filled with the Holy Ghost? Do you speak in other tongues? Amen. Let's get bold, right? And, and forget all this sensitivity. I think we're too sensitive. You know, we've got to grow up. Amen? 
And uh, be bold as a lion, like the word says. So we see here that um, verse eight. But what saith it? The word of God, the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So he, he, he tells us very clearly here, um, how to be born again, how to receive the Lord Jesus, um, into your life. And it's just not difficult at all. <laughs> it's just as simple as it can possibly be. In fact, a little child can be born again so easily, right? There's, it's just not complex. You just don't have to go through a series of, of, uh, 12 weeks of knowing everything about the Bible or whatever. You can just simply confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Praise the Lord. Call on the name of the Lord, the Bible says, and thou shalt be saved. Oh, don't you like the way the simplicity of the Lord? You know, I like things just really laid out very simply. <laughs> I think it's just marvelous when you can simplify something. And some some of the greatest truths, I think, are, are built on those principles. When it becomes too complex, sometimes I think this, the devil's involved in it. <laughs> he just tries to complicate things and make it too difficult so that we think we can't ever attain to it. Well, praise the Lord. God made it simple. Amen. Hallelujah. I remember, uh, my little grandson, we were, uh, he was three and, uh, we had had, we had a, uh, church service and then we were going to eat pizza and fellowship together. So I was on the way to the pizza place to get the pizza and I took him with me. He was on the back seat and, um, on the way to the pizza place. He said, nay, nay, I want to get saved. And I said, well, okay, <laughs> we can just do that right now on the way to Pizza Hut. Amen. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? So I said, just repeat after me. And we just did the simple scripture here, confessing with your heart. Believe, do you believe Jesus, God raised Jesus from the dead? Yes. Okay. Well, then you're born again. You're saved. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't you love that? And of course, we don't stop there. We then we say, "All right, you can be filled with the Holy Ghost." <laughs> I don't like to leave out that part because that part was left out of my life for for seventeen years. Until I was seventeen, I heard finally heard the good news about speaking in other tongues. Glory to God! And um, so we just you know keep continue to pray and get filled with the Holy Ghost, and then uh, they can speak in other tongues. Amen. Hallelujah. So we see here that the Bible says. This interesting part is confession unto salvation. There's something about speaking something, anything really. Here it's concerning your salvation, which includes healing, deliverance, prosperity. You know, salvation is an all-inclusive word. It's just really beautiful. It's not just when you die, you'll go to heaven, even though that's, that's huge, isn't it? But... Um, it's about eternal life, uh, in other words, life of the eternal one, the life of God, Zoe life. And it, it, it just includes everything that's marvelous, really. And so um, 
to obtain these things, the Bible says there's a confession unto. Now, many times uh, we we think about confession as a confess confession of sin. So many times that's taught in so many churches and uh, in religion. And really, I grew up with that. That was the only confession I knew about. Just confess everything you've ever done wrong, <laughs> which you know that's that's a lot of talking there, isn't it? Everything you've ever done wrong. And then, then they say, then there's a whole nother thing of sin that you don't even know if you've done it wrong. <laughs> and I'm thinking, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, you know, then you just wonder if you could ever attain to being right with God. But thank God we are right with God, not because of us or our confession of sin, but because of Him. And because of what he's done for us, our confession of righteousness, amen, our confession of uh, it's not about us, it's about what Jesus did on Calvary for us and the resurrection power that quickens us and makes us alive. So here we can confess what we desire to be activated in our life. Redemption is such a beautiful thing because it's, it's like Psalm 23 says, it's a table that's laid out before us, you know, in the presence of our enemies. It's almost like, ha, 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 ha. I've got everything I need here in, in uh, the presence of my enemies and the fullness of anything that I need. So how do we partake of that? By saying it, by confessing it. I have healing. I have deliverance. You know, I remember Brother Hagin said, uh, that table that's prepared before us, you know, there's a bowl of healing. Just take it. There's a bowl of deliverance. Take it. There's a bowl of prosperity. Anything that you need is on that table is provided for you. And we simply partake of it through saying it. Um, and, and just like we got saved, believing in our heart and confessing with our mouth. Now, that's a really big free ticket with God, isn't it? It's just believing in our heart. Now, notice that it doesn't say believing in our head because our head sometimes can give us problems. Really, that's why we need to daily renew our mind in in the word of God so that our head won't argue with us as much. But sometimes still, the devil will try to come against in your mind. I remember... uh, Reverend Fred Price had a teaching, the battlefield of the mind. You know, because so many times that's where the devil comes to try to talk you out of your blessing, talk you out of the benefits of salvation and what Jesus died and paid for. But, you know, if we renew our mind, we so readily, even in our, in our mind and our heart, we can come against those things by saying, no, 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 no. The word is the final authority. The word is uh, full of life and life dispels any kind of lies and death that the enemy would try to bring. So we can say, no, 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 I'm born again. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am healed and healthy because of what he did for me. Today, I'm rich and wealthy because of what the Lord did on Calvary. Amen. And we can actually confess those things unto attaining them or seeing them manifest in our life. Um, I like uh, the uh, Mark eleven twenty three. Let's go there. We can't even preach on this without reading that, right? Mark eleven twenty three. 
And uh, we'll read. We'll start in verse uh, 22, and then we'll read here a couple of verses. And Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have, he shall have whatsoever he saith. He shall have. Uh, I love what Pastor David, you know, we've been talking about this. We love to talk about the word. <laughs> and so many times our discussions are just really cool. In fact, sometimes I think we're, we're talking, we should be filming this like on <laughs> live stream right now. It's just so fascinating, especially his experiences uh, with God. But, you know, uh, the Bible says he he shall have whatsoever he saith. And, uh, one of the, a couple of times when we've been talking, he said, it's not, you can, it's not, you can have what you say. It's, you're going to have what you say. <laughs> it's not, you can have it. It's, you're going to have it. Whether negatively or positively, it's going, it's happening because this is the law of faith. Isn't that interesting? It works either way you work it, but praise God, he's encouraging us to speak life. And he said uh, that life and death are in the power of the tongue. The power of the tongue. Your tongue's very powerful. You think, oh, these people are so powerful or this is so powerful. No, your tongue is the most powerful thing. <laughs> Amen. And um, just thinking about that uh, and thinking about the Lord saying, I set before you death and life. Choose life. Choose life. Choose to speak life words. And I, I have noticed in my life, if, in, you know, if I start talking negatively, sometimes I'll just step back. Sometimes it's better not to say anything than just to go off and just, you know, uh, I think, and I, I'm a counselor. I believe in, in, in counseling and therapeutic work and, and, uh, wor- you know, word therapy and talk therapy and all those things. However, there comes a point where uh, even in that, once you get through maybe feelings or anger or emotion or fear or whatever, you work through it, then you start saying what God says and you don't back up and go backwards. Amen. You go forward where, 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 where you're going. And, um, it just opens up a path of life for you and attracts those things that you want to be attracted into your life. So he said, he shall have whatsoever he saith. It's not what other people are saying about you. Because sometimes we get so upset about what everybody else is saying. Or did you hear what she said about me? Or did you hear what he said about me? But you know, it doesn't matter what they're saying. What matters is what you are saying. What you are saying. We cannot control what other people say. We can't even control what they think, much less what they say. Lester Summerall told us one time years ago, he said, don't live your life in the mind of other people. Don't live your life in the mind of other people because it doesn't matter what they're saying or what they're thinking. It really doesn't unless it gets into you and you start saying what they're saying or you start thinking what they're thinking. But thank God we don't have to enter into that. We can do and say what the word says about us and say what God says. 
and think what God thinks. His thoughts can become our thoughts as we renew our mind. All right, let's read on. 24 says, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Them what? Them things. Amen? Them things that you desire. Hallelujah. And when you stand praying, forgive if you have ought against any that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. So we see here the power of that uh, working of faith and the law of faith. Um, so you can either pray it or say it. But both things are, no, notice they're vocal, they're giving voice. Whether you're praying or saying, you're giving voice to it. And I think that's very, very important to remember because I believe there is a time to be silent. I do believe that. But I think sometimes we, in our minds, we think things or we wish things or even we desire things, but they don't come to pass simply because we don't pray it or we don't say it or both. Sometimes you need to pray it and then keep saying it. Amen. Sometimes you need to say it and then pray it. But there is a, 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 an important, uh, uh, I, don't, I don't like the word formula, but it, there is an important uh, way that God operates here, and that's through the power of the tongue, our tongue, saying it or praying it, right? I've been reading an uh, autobiography of uh, Billy Graham, and uh, I just thought this was so interesting talking about praying things or saying things. In 1934, um, some businessmen asked Billy Graham's father if they could pray, if they could just take some time and pray out on his land. They had a vast amount of land, a dairy farm they owned. And and he agreed to it. He said, okay, y'all can come out and pray. What what harm would that do? So they held an all-day prayer meeting in their pasture. And one of the men where it was overheard praying this. Out of Charlotte, the Lord will raise up someone to preach the gospel to the ends of the earth. Wow. 1934. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? And so I think that sometimes we underestimate the power of prayer or words and how it's so important that the spoken word is 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 voiced. Uh, is said to establish things. Amen. And, and would Billy Graham have been raised up if that hadn't been prayed? I don't know, <laughs> but it was prayed. Isn't it interesting? And it was prayed on his property and someone overheard it being prayed uh, so much so that he uh, recorded it in his autobiography when he was a young boy. So I think that it's important to hear what the Spirit of God's saying and say what He says. Even if you think, well, that's impossible. What good thing could come out of Charlotte, North Carolina? <laughs> you know, what good thing would come out of Joplin? What good thing would come out of Nazareth? Well, praise the Lord. <laughs> Some good things. Amen? So what good things would come out of Holiday, Florida? Well... I believe a powerful ministry. Amen. I believe several powerful ministries. I believe many, many amazing things could come out of right here, Holiday, Florida. So I declare that. Hallelujah. I believe ministry gifts will be raised up from this place and will go all over the world. Amen. Why not? 
Hallelujah. Why not? And so say these things, pray these things, believe these things, and dream big when you're saying things. Um, God specializes in the impossible. So when we're just saying possible things all the time, we're not going uh, as far as God wants to go. He wants to go to the impossible situations. He wants to show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are turned toward him. And he wants to stretch forth his hands to do signs and wonders and miracles. Amen. So tonight, before we go, I think we ought to just say some things. I think we should pray some things. Let's, let's, um, you know, we learn by precept and by example. So, you know, sometimes it's good just to act on the word that we've heard. Hallelujah. So we're going to take some time right here just to pray. And um, uh, I, I want you to listen as we pray. Listen to the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. And what is he telling you to say? What is he wanting you to voice? Um, is, it, is it some is scriptures? Maybe some things from the word that you need to say over your life. Or maybe it's very individualized and he wants you to say some things that are maybe very personal to you. Um, that he's wanting to straight, straighten out in your life. You know, he makes, he makes the crooked places straight. And he will straighten those things out as we give voice to those things tonight. So let's just begin to pray for a little bit here. Um, and Father, we thank you that we hear from you. We thank you, Lord, that your word says we know your voice. And so we do. We do know your voice and the voice of a stranger we will not follow. And so tonight, right now, um, we just yield ourselves to say what you're saying, to pray what you desire for us to pray. And Father, um, those on live stream tonight watching I thank you that you give them utterance, that you give them things to say about their lives, things to pray about their lives here in the sanctuary. I thank you, Lord. And, 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 you know, if you're listening, you don't have to say things really loudly or even where other people can hear you. You can say things under your breath. You can talk to God and speak things. It doesn't have to be in a megaphone for God to work. It's just simply the spoken word that's so powerful. So tonight, Father, we thank you. We thank you for your words. And also remember this while we're saying and praying. Speaking in other tongues is God's words going forth. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13 that we can speak in tongues and we speak tongues of men and angels. So those words are not just nothing. Those words are very powerful and they're about our lives and they're about our futures. They're about our churches. They're about the United States of America. Those words spoken out in other tongues can be life-changing words. So it's okay to, well, well, I just didn't get anything in English, but I felt like I should... Pray in other tongues, then do that. Amen? Speak it out and speak it out clearly to the Lord and boldly to God tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Beresita, Sangla Bastas. 
We say we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That we are in Christ. We live and move and have our being in Him. That apart from Him we are nothing, but through Him we can do all things. We thank You, Father, for the ministry that You called us here to Grace Harvest Church. We thank You that this church is very strategic In these times, in these end times, we thank you for the call of God upon it. We thank you for the mission and the vision and the things that you've spoken to us to do. And even the things that we're hearing for the future, for this church and this congregation. And even for the things, Father, that will come out of this church and affect the whole world. We thank you, Father. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. The miracle working power. We thank you for gifts of healings. We thank you for the gift of special faith. We thank you for those power gifts. So active in this ministry. So active in this church. Oh, banda gandula blazindu lubroste dad, yed subot refejeta, grandulu to brasiches, o mande baste falabo holtrevichtes, dande stili tecado bransasa, for it is your will that all men be saved and come into the knowledge of the truth. And therefore we pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands, without wrath and doubting, Father, for all men to be saved. Thank you, Lord. That includes healing. That includes deliverance. That includes prosperity and abundance. Oh, may the Christians right now rise up. Rise up. Rise up, Christians, in the power and the might of God. And do what you're called to do boldly in the earth today in Jesus' name. Be that shining light. The glory of God shines on you and through you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for the body of Christ now. Strong, 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 strong. And fulfilling all the will of God. A light, a light, a light to the world. A bright shining light that dispels darkness, drives out sickness, has a creative force of health and well-being. Oh, masita, and brings peace, vista, and joy into a depressed and afflicted world. In the name of Jesus, the peace of God and the joy of God are the answers. All dead simanda palaflestu shurosi kaded yizende. For we serve the Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace. And the Lord of Glory. 
and the joy, the joy that God is and has. <laughs> the gladness. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Now, hopefully you've prayed some things other than just listening to me. Hopefully you've said some things other than just saying what I've said. Because the Holy Spirit will tell you. He'll show you. And He will uh, give you the words to say. Hallelujah. Over your situation. Over your own family. Your physical body. Your finances. Amen. Amen. Simply say what he says. That confession unto manifestation of whatever you desire.